Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Wow, God is so good. Lord, just speak to us through your word right now because you are the most amazing, amazing God. I just thank you for your words of life now touching us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our seats. I need my little gift here today because today I'm going to talk about the greatest gift. The greatest gift. Some of the kids, how many, how many Christmas presents are along the front here, kids? You haven't counted them yet? How many? 10? No. 21? You forgot this one. There's 22. 22. 22. How awesome would it be if tomorrow morning you were given 22 gifts wrapped full of amazing goodies? How awesome would that be? I'm thankful to get a gift or the greatest gift you're looking forward to is just time with family or friends, um, loving one another, the privilege of knowing that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. Whatever gifts you look for, there's 22 here, so we've got one. And today I want to just look at a few of the most amazing gifts that we have um, at, in, from Christ at Christmas time. And uh, Matthew 2.11 says, On the coming to the house, they saw the child with him, his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. The wise men came and they came with gifts. Jesus came to this earth and he came as the greatest gift and he brought multitudes of other gifts with him which we can now receive and live in the benefit and then he's given us gifts to share with so many others. And let's have a look at some of those today. In James 1.17 it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose us to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Some people stand and shake their fist at God because they've had some challenges in life or some pain or brokenness, disappointments, offences, and they shake their fist at God and say, you're not a good God, look what's happened in my life. We live in a broken world and the Bible says, in this world there'll be trouble and challenge, but be as I have overcome the world so no matter what happens around whether it's from the enemy whether it's just from broken humanity things happen but I want to say every good and perfect gift comes from our father in heaven and the greatest gift is Jesus Christ second Corinthians nine fourteen says and it is for you their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you thanks be to God for his indescribable gift wow what a beautiful word some of you heard louis giglio preach years ago on indescribable how when you start to discover his amazing creation the heavens and the stars and and you start to create the beauty of nature and and you watch the waves rolling and you wonder why it doesn't keep on coming but it stops and then goes back and and you you watch a storm and you watch creativity and rain and and all the most amazing flowers and trees and you watch humanity and look into someone's eyes and see the beauty that's in that person's soul wow there's so many indescribable gift and we have eternity to write songs we have eternity 
to express our words about how amazing is Jesus. He's indescribable. There are so many beautiful aspects of his nature, his personality, his character. And Jesus, when he was walking on this earth, he stopped at the well and there was the woman in great need. In John 4.10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Living water. Jesus described himself as the gift from God. And that's what he is. The amazing gift from God. So over this uh, Christmas time, as you give gifts... As you receive gifts, whether they're the wrapped kind or the unwrapped kind of a hug or some food or company or a listening ear or a word of encouragement, the card that you write out, whatever it is, don't forget Jesus is the indescribable gift of God, the beautiful one that was sent to be the saviour of the world. And out of the fact that Jesus came, another gift that then he provided is the new birth in Jesus Christ. Salvation. Jesus said, you must be born again. And the religious leader said, how can be born again? I'm too big to go back into my mother's womb. He was trying to work it out in his head. Jesus said, no, you are born again by the Spirit of God. That's salvation. You don't hear it talked about much now. Billy Graham used to preach all the time, you must be born again. I remember it was at Sydney in 1979 at one of the last times Billy Graham came. There was 80,000 people at the Randwick race course on a Sunday afternoon and he just preached the most simple, powerful message of Jesus. He said, you must be born again. And then thousands of people got out of the stands and, and walked down and gave their hearts to Jesus. And I wept as I saw that happen. I said, God, that is so powerful. You must be born again. And sometimes we, we get so politically correct and we get nervous about offending anyone. Jesus just said, you must be born again. And we need to live that out, out of our lives. And he comes to give us the new birth in uh, John 1.12. Someone's already mentioned this verse, Mary Lynn. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The greatest gift that you can receive is to the new birth in Jesus Christ. That you are a son or a daughter of God. You belong and there's acceptance in the family of God. What a beautiful gift that is to provide for someone. To have the privilege of leading people to Christ. To have the joy of sowing some seeds and then days, weeks, months or years later seeing that person come to Christ. Of a parent sowing into their children and then the day when they start to believe themselves. How beautiful it is to be born again by the Spirit of God. Also, that follows on from that is the gift of grace. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved <clears throat> through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is they, the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. God creates us to do good works, but we don't get saved through good works. That's religion, man's attempt to get to God. But here it says, grace is a gift of God. The very fact that you can hear the message and respond to it is a gift of God's grace over our lives. And I want to say he wants to give that gift to everyone in our, in our city and our region. The gift is for everyone, just that some haven't heard about it and others have chosen not to receive it yet because they just haven't seen it and understood it well enough. 
They haven't seen it lived out well enough through the body of Christ. Or they've got so many walls and barriers and pain excuse me, and rejection, that they can't yet see it clear enough to pick it up and say, I want that gift of grace in my life. But what a privilege to live it out, to sing it, to share it, so that people can receive the gift of grace. Which leads us to an, the next gift that is, flows on from salvation is the gift of eternal life. Romans 6.23, for the way of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal life is a beautiful, beautiful gift. And sometimes we don't understand that because we live in this life that is so consuming and so beautiful and so empowering and, and we forget about eternity sometimes. But there is a heaven and there is a hell. There is an eternity and every time... I'm at a funeral or I do a funeral, I'm reminded that we're all only one heartbeat away from eternity. Only one breath away. That's how beautiful and fragile our lives are. And we live every day by the grace of God. But to know eternal life, to know, the Bible says you can know eternal life, not just hope, not just pray and think, well, maybe if I'm good enough, you know the story with Peter at the gate, whether he's going to open the door. Yeah, you've been good. No, you haven't been. That's, that's not how God works. It is eternal life is a gift and you receive it through Jesus Christ. John 3.16 that has already been read today. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's part of the beautiful package of salvation and grace that is abundant life now and for eternity. Wow. And God only gives us glimpses of what that's going to look like, but he wants us to live it out now. And that leads us to the next gift, which is abundant life now. John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Wow, Jesus has come, that you have abundant life now and eternal life forever. The whole package, God is so good. And there are times where you think, wow, my life isn't abundant. Sometimes we're just looking with dark sunglasses on instead of clear view. Because things happen. It's like the lady that had some neighbours move in and she was just so, so annoyed after a while. She looked out the window and think. Don't they ever clean their house? It looks so dirty. And don't they ever wash their house? And, and look at their curtains. They look so daggy. Until one day she realised that the dirt was on the inside of her windows that she was looking through. <laughs> Everything looked dirty and unkept. But it was actually her windows that hadn't been cleaned for a while. And it's so easy to look at other people or situations with eyes of judgment or condemnation or limitation, thinking, why don't they get their act together? But when you walk with Jesus and you realise he gives you abundant life, now you start to see people through the eyes of Jesus. You start to see life through the truth of his word. You start to see others as Jesus sees them. And you'll also start to see yourself as he sees you. That's why I love that song we sing today, Oh, How He Loves Us. 
Oh, how he loves us. Because when you know his beautiful love, it says God's perfect love drives out fear. And I just thank God for the gift of his love. So we have eternal life and we have abundant life. And I believe that as Christians, we should live an abundant life, whether it's full of happiness and joy or whether you're going through trials and storms. The reality is that Jesus come to give us life more abundantly. And he wants us to live in the overflow of that for our lives. Also, he's given us the gift of redemption, which is another powerful word. Ephesians 1, 6 and 7. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us. It'd be terrible if you're handing out the gifts and you're just holding on and the kid's trying to grab it and you're not letting go of it tomorrow morning. That, parents wouldn't do that. I hope not, unless everyone knew it was a joke. Well, you, you got the gift, but you, you won't let go of it. And some people think about God like that thing. And well, yeah, I know he promises so much, but it just doesn't seem to get to me. You don't feel good enough or worthy enough to receive. Grace says you are all worthy and you all are deserved to receive. That's what mercy and grace is. Grace gives us what we don't deserve. It pours it out to us and it, it's our gift. So it says, whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. The riches of God's grace. We will never comprehend the depth of that. And every now and then I watch how God changes a life of someone and think, wow, God, that is just amazing. I've got a gracious heart, but I could never see how you did that and why you did that. God wants us to be amazed, in awe. It says in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, when there was a great move of God happening, thousands are going to say, it says there was a great awe among them. I reckon the awe was because they saw the works of grace that we couldn't comprehend. And he still does it today. He gives us a second chance or a 652nd chance to, to get up and have a go and, and not pull back. And just because some wall doors have been slammed in your face in life doesn't mean that you're not worthy. Doesn't mean that God doesn't have an amazing, abundant life planned for you. Also, he's the giver of peace. It's a gift. In John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. So you can leave the presents on the floor, on the table, and the kids can grab them tomorrow or family members. Or you can be like Jesus says, peace I leave you. No, he says, it's more than that. Peace I give to you. He actually actively gives it and offers it to us. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What a beautiful gift peace is. There are times when our minds and hearts aren't at peace. We can get troubled by watching the nightly news. We can get, lose our peace out of fears that can be reasonable or irrational. We can lose our peace because of what someone says or does or does. But Jesus said, peace I give to you. For some of us at Christmas time, we need to take and receive the gift of peace that Jesus is offering you today. And Mary Lynn shared this verse in Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, that he is, child is born, son is given, the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
Peace is not the absence of trouble. It's a settled heart and a peace in God in the midst of whatever you're in. I heard about this competition. They, they decided to get all these artists to paint the most beautiful picture of peace. And so they had all these peaceful sunsets and, and uh, sunrises and, and beautiful blue sky and, and creation and nature or a beautiful innocent child. Do you know who the winner of it was? The winner of the competition was this rugged waterfall and this huge cliff and the storms raging and here's a mother eagle with its young eagles in the nest in the midst of the storm, totally at peace and rest. That They won the competition because that's more about what life's really like most of the time. At peace in the midst of the storm, either personally or in our country or our world or our family, we can have peace as a gift because it's a settled place in here and here. Through Jesus Christ. Another amazing gift is love, which very difficult to put that into words in 30 sec pointers because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So today, God's got a huge big jug or container, he's just pouring love into all of us. I trust your heart's open and someone hasn't played your trick on you put some cellophane over the top of your cup so you start pouring and it just splashes everywhere. <laughs> Sometimes he's pouring out his love every day but we're not receiving it because we're preoccupied or we're not sure that he really loves us or we're not sure whether we're good enough or we're so struggling with what someone who should love us in the natural has said or done that we then are hesitant or struggle just to receive his unconditional love. I want to encourage you today. It says he pours out his love into our hearts every day, every day. When we worship, I just open my hands and you become a big funnel. Put your hands up and you just worship and you're, you're like a funnel and God's love and peace and anything else he wants to give you just pours in. That's what I see when I worship. Lord, just fill me up again. And they're my antenna that go up and hear your words to my heart. So whatever works for you, um, help you to receive his incredible love. Another beautiful gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Listen to Acts 1.4. It says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them his command, do not leave Jerusalem, but Wait for the gift my Father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. So the Holy Spirit, because Jesus was going back to the Father, the disciples said, you can't go, Jesus. We just love having you here. The miracles, the food, the teaching, the stories. This is awesome. He said, I've got to go back to the Father, <coughs> but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And they didn't know what he looked like and how it would act or function. Wait until you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's a beautiful gift it says when we are born again we are born again by the Spirit of God then it says you can be baptized or filled and overflowing with the Holy Spirit and speaking other tongues and prophecy and miracles and an awareness of revelation in your heart in Acts 2:38, Peter replied he preached his sermon they said what are we going to do repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, for all who are far off, 
for all whom the Lord our God will call. So the Holy Spirit is a beautiful, beautiful gift that God wants us to receive and live in. And because you have the Holy Spirit, then you have the gifts of the Spirit that come with the Spirit. What amazing gifts of the Spirit that He pours into our lives. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. <coughs> there are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So the Holy Spirit has poured out these amazing gifts. And I've shared this before, and I want to remind us again, it would be a tragedy if I came and visited your place in June next year and the Christmas tree is still up and all the gifts are still sitting around the base of the tree. No one opened their gifts on the 25th of December this year. We'd think, that's strange. Well, don't, don't you guys open your gifts? Oh, no, we just like to sit and look at them. It's a nice idea that someone loved us enough to put some gifts out there, but you never unwrap them. Not the little kids, they rip the paper off and, and then sometimes get fascinated with the box and the paper instead of the gift inside. But how, how crazy would that be if there was all these gifts given for Christmas time or for your birthday, but you never ever open and say, I'll open them one day. I like the idea that they're there. Some of us are like that with the Holy Spirit. He's given us the gift of faith. He's given us the gift of revelation or discernment. He's offered miracle power. You go, know, oh, I don't deserve that. So we'll just leave that gift under the tree. And the way I says that, he's given us all these amazing supernatural gifts. They're gifts, you can't earn them. They're gifts because he loves you. And let's unwrap them and don't leave them there. God wants you to rip the paper off. Open your heart and say, Lord, help me to show me how to use this beautiful gift inside of you. Some of you might give a, be given a gift of technology and you're not really technological um, alert and you're going to have to have someone to show you how to use it. That'll be some of you tomorrow morning. The Holy Spirit is there to show us how to use all his incredible gifts for our lives. So I want to encourage you, this coming year, let's step up and receive and live in the amazing gifts that God's given us. 1 Corinthians 14, 12 says, So it is with you, since you are eager to have spiritual gifts, try to excel in gifts that build up the church. Love people, build up, supernatural. Romans 12, 6 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use in proportion. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let them give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Thank God for the different gifts. Opposites attract. Every married couple look at each other and think, wow, how's this work? You just see life so differently. But that's God's grace. You look around the church thinking, wow. You just do it so different. Thank God. Otherwise, we'd forget things. The, the big picture people wouldn't have the details. The organized people wouldn't have some spontaneity to put some fun. The, uh, the people that are prophetic and can see in the future, you need the mercy. People can see the person right now sitting in front of them that's crying, but you're looking, wow, wouldn't it be awesome to reach people? And God says, they're already there. The mercy people are looking at them, seeing them. You walk straight past because you're looking over there. We need both. 
We need all of them, all these incredible gifts in our lives. Let's look at a couple more and we'll wrap it up today. I love this one. There's a gift of victory. You don't have to be defeated. Sometimes we feel defeated, overwhelmed. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God says, I want you to finish this year in a note of victory, whether you've had a year of challenge or disappointment or defeat, or whether you've had an overflowing year. There's some people here, you've had the most amazing year. You're thinking, wow, could 2008 even be any better? And God says, yes, there's greater things to come. So whether you've had a year of amazing blessing, God says there's more. If you've had a year you can't wait to finish, God said, I'll give you grace, finish on a note of victory because I'm with you and I love you. If you've had an ordinary year that just seemed to roll by, that's okay. Next year can be better. It can be extraordinary. Victory. The enemy will try and get you in a defeatist mindset. David, when he came to the, his brothers and the soldiers of the army, 40 days and nights in a row, they'd line up, sing their, their battle cry, and then Goliath would come out. They'd all get intimidated and they were defeated in their mind before any battle ever happened. David comes and says, what are you guys doing? Who's this, this heathen who's defaming the name of our God? My God. He's much more bigger than him. And by the way, Goliath's too big to miss. So let's get in there. Let's sort it out. He had a totally different mindset. The others were defeated in their mind because they looked at how big the enemy was. David comes in and says, hey, my God is so much bigger than the enemy. What are you guys waiting for? Let's go. And the enemy will try and bring a defeatist mindset if you're not careful when you've had a few setbacks, disappointments, hopes dashed, dreams you thought were going to happen this year and they still haven't. God says, hey, don't forget, I'm greater and there's breakthrough on the way for you. Here's a beautiful thought. Trust is a gift. 1 Corinthians 4.2. Now it's required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Trust is a beautiful gift that we give to one another in relationships, in our marriages, in our families, in our teams, in our community. We give trust and sadly so many people break it, they damage it and it can damage us. But the Spirit of God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I'm going to restore trust to people. I want you to receive a gift of trust and he's going to build that so that you can become trustworthy. Two more and we'll wrap it up. The gift of encouragement. What a beautiful, beautiful thought. Romans 15, 5 and 6. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement. It's part of his nature. Every day you open your Bible, you read your devotion, you come to church, you talk to someone, all of a sudden someone touches you with a word of encouragement. You wake up singing a song and think, wow, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? And you'll, listen, you'll think about the word song and all of a sudden, wow, Lord, that's so inspiring and encouraging. And I've never heard anyone that's ever died from too much encouragement. I've heard plenty of people that have died on the inside from negativity, from judgment, from criticism. You can never give too much encouragement. Let's do it with all of our hearts. Let's sow that gift of encouragement everywhere we are. Whether you think they deserve it or not, that's not the issue. Because God keeps encouraging us when we let him down so many times. 
And go, oh God, I don't deserve it. He says, I know, but that's why I love you. And that's why grace is greater than your behavior, than your weakness. Encouragement, the gift of encouragement. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus, so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the last thought, which we celebrated a few moments ago at communion, Luke twenty-two nineteen, it says, And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Jesus gave his body as a gift to pay the price for your sin and mine. What a powerful thought that is. He gave his body, he gave his life so that we could live. He rose again. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. And I know he holds the future. That's why we can live each day. Romans 8.32 said, He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Wow. God knows the opportunities, the needs, the challenges, and He just loves to pour out. He gives, He gives, He gives, He gives. There are times when things get taken from us. But in God's economy, there's often a letting go so that you can receive more. And there'll be things happen in this life that you can't understand. One day in eternity, that will all make sense. Matthew 7.11 says, If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? Don't give up asking just because you've got disappointed. The enemy will try and say, well, he's, he's too busy with someone else, as Peter was sharing earlier. God's there to help connect with us. There's room. There's room at the altar. There's room. And He's got... He's got just the right shaped gifts for our lives every day not just Christmas day and he wants to flow through it's more blessed to give than receive you're blessed to be a blessing freely you have received freely give I thank you for the generosity of our church and our family and our community it, it just reveals the nature of Jesus each man should give what he's decided in his heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver Wow, wow, wow. Luke 6, 38, given it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's about gifts, finances, love, grace, mercy, compassion, forgiveness, whatever it is. We've received. Let's keep giving. As the worship team comes up, Proverbs 23, 26 says, My son, give me your heart. This is a beautiful proverb. God doesn't just want things from you. He really, really loves your heart. When kids come running up, and some of the kids will have written their own Christmas cards for their parents or grandparents, and it's not a work of art, it's not a masterpiece, but you proudly put it on the front of your table or your place for cards and gifts 
because it's come from the heart. And the proverb says, My son, give me your heart and let your eyes keep to my ways. God's calling us to give him our hearts afresh. Maybe you've never ever opened your heart to him. He's offering the free gift of salvation today. Maybe you've been brought up in a Christian home. Maybe you've had input to your life, but somehow along the journey you've drifted and done your own thing. But today, the grace of Jesus calling us. In an ordinary stable, he had an extraordinary birth. And that ordinary baby grew into an extraordinary man. With ordinary words, he shared an extraordinary message. And on an ordinary cross, he died an extraordinary death. But an ordinary empty tomb provided his extraordinary miracle so that ordinary people can have an extraordinary life. That's the gift that God gives us. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.